as we get into God's word, let me just pray before I actually open the scripture. Sister Tashina has already prayed for me. But Father, I thank you that we are alive in the land of the living. I thank you for each and every one of us on Zoom this morning. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Use this clay and you get all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen and amen. amen. The title of my message this morning is Come Empty and Keep Pouring. I haven't been on NLH for a while. I think it's the first time since 2022. Missions 2022 is on. The, the, the um, missionaries are in Kenya. Some of us are here in Jamaica. We have been praying. We have been pushing in prayer. And we are seeing God doing a mighty work. I also want to acknowledge the reverend in the house, Reverend Bolt. We thank God for you and Pastor Ava. So the reading this morning is taken from 2 Kings verses from chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. And I read, the wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have? in your house. Tell me, Sister Laverne, what do you have in your house? Welcome to. Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a little oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door. You and your sons pour oil into all the jars. As each is filled, put it one side. She left him and afterwards shut the door behind her and her son. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is no jar left. The oil stopped. Flowing. I'll repeat, the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God and said, I'm sorry, he went and told the man of God, he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your son can live on what is left. What a powerful reading. The, the King James Version said at the end of it, and he said, go sell the oil and pay the debt and live thou and thy children of the rest. My brothers and sisters, it's a privilege to be on this platform, to be speaking to you this morning on this widow and the miracle that God performed in her life. But as I said, come empty and keep pouring. Here we see a widow whose husband is now dead. He was Elijah's servant. Obviously, he was son of the prophet. He was a worshiper of the Lord. 
mentee to Elijah, bad things do happen to good people. He was a man of God. He was serving God. But that does not stop death. It doesn't. He's now gone. The father of the house is now absent. The family is left alone. They're not prepared for this debt. And he left them in this debt. I was once reminding, you know, went to see people at funeral crying. It's not because they are mourning for the D-E-A-T-H. It's more of mourning the D-E-B-T. They are mourning the debts because they are debts that are left behind. And this is relatable because this poor woman cried out to Elijah that she's now in debt. She's now indebted because they have now inherited the debt of her prophet. The provider, the protector, the prophet was now gone. The widow's pocket is now empty. Her cupboard empty. Her bed is empty. There are no resources. She's empty. She's about to lose her two sons. She's not just empty, but she's now going to lose them to be slaves. What a tragedy. You know, what kind of mama wants to lose her son? Reverend Bold wouldn't want to lose his, lose his two children. Sister Reefa wouldn't like to you lose her two children. I'm just checking out the people that have two children on this line or any one of you on this line. Sister Denise wouldn't want to lose her own son. But this woman is about to lose her son because obviously they might have used, the husband might have used them for collaterals in those days. When you can't pay, you have to use your children. Life sometimes doesn't make allowance for your crisis. Bills were due. It was a personal crisis. The song says, bill collectors at my door. Bill collectors at my door. I can't pay. The bill collectors were there. She was in agony. Yet she was a woman of God. Trouble has come her way. We step into this woman's life during her tough times. She's empty. She's low on everything. And only the living thing that she has is her two sons. We see the widow once again is reminding Elisha that my husband was one of your spiritual son. She's coming with a case. She's saying to him, yes, she was your servant. He, he was your servant. He sat at your feet. He was a spiritual son. You were teaching him to be a prophet. Elisha then asked her the pivotal question. The question that I need to ask all of you on this platform this morning. Is there something? That's what Elisha asked. Is there something that I can do to help you? Is there something that I can do to help you tomorrow? What do you have in your house? He never judged her. He never criticized her. He was compassionate. And you know what her response was? I have nothing. I have nothing. However, she started thinking. And then she said, but I have a small bottle. Can you highlight the Tamar for me? That'll be showing. I have a small bottle olive oil. 
And I'm trying to show you, maybe this was a bottle that she had at home. Just this small bottle of olive oil. Our first instinct or my first instinct is to minimize what I have or to minimize what you have. But she said she had nothing. And her first instinct was to tell him, I have a little oil, not even much, but just a little oil. Miracle start. I want to remind you on this platform, brothers and sisters, that miracle starts out of nothing. Miracle starts out of normalcy. Elisha is telling the widow to check your oil. Check your oil. Sometimes we overlook the very thing that God wants to perform in our lives. He wants to perform a miracle with the little that we have, but we overlook it and sometimes we miss the miracle. God will use the little thing he will magnify it and he will multiply it, that which we have overlooked. It might be invaluable in your hands, but it becomes valuable in the hands of God. Don't despise small beginnings. Like this woman, when you have lived in deficit, like this widow, it is difficult to appreciate the little that you have. She has been living, her husband is now dead. I guess she has sold all the furniture in her house. If she had a vehicle, maybe she sold that just to pay her debtor. She's now down to her two sons. And yet this one little bottle of oil, God is about to do something through what she didn't really worth mentioning. What do you have in your house that God can use? What do you have in your hand that God can use? God never use what we lose. God cannot now use our dead husband. He's now dead. He wants to know what you have left so that he can bless. I will repeat. God never use, God never bless what you lose. He wants to bless what you have left. Faith doesn't shine in your good days. Certainly doesn't. Because in the good times, you don't really have that faith. Faith always shines when all hell breaks loose. She has lost her husband and she's about to lose her son. You never experience the power of God on the mountaintop. Most times you experience him in the valley. Let me remind you, brothers and sisters, again, the widow says, I have the oil, just this oil. I want to remind you that oil is significant also of the Holy Spirit, symbolic of the Holy Spirit that came upon the disciples on the day of Pentecost as they waited in the upper room, as they were in Jerusalem, and as they shut the door, we see this in the book of Acts as we have been studying Acts chapter two, verse one and four. And as they waited on the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gave them power and boldness. So do not minimize the oil. Elisha, as we get on to verse three, then gave her instructions. 
Instruction number one, ask your neighbor for their empty jars. Ask your neighbor for your empty vessel. Ask Tashina, ask Lucy, ask Karen, ask Misha, Onisia, Denise for their empty jars. And after you have borrowed, this is crazy. This woman knows what it is to borrow because her husband borrowed so much and now she's in debt. And yet the instruction of the prophet is to go and borrow again. I'm sure while she was getting the jars and going to her neighbors, I'm sure they were thinking she's crazy. And I have some empty jar here to show you. But I was told there were like five gallon jars. I think this is about a two, a one point something gallon. So she went around borrowing five gallon, borrowing from Ava, borrowing from Stephen, borrowing all over the place, but they were empty because they gave her instructions to borrow empty jars. I'm getting somewhere with this. So she must have borrowed maybe a hundred jars. The Bible didn't say, but I'm saying a hundred five gallons of jars with this little oil. That the, 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 the prophet told him, as many as you can, and then you go home. And as you go home, shut the door behind you and your son. She followed the instructions. She sent the son. The neighbors got involved in her miracle, but they didn't, they didn't know what was happening as she shut that door. Sometimes we need to shut the door and God will give us our blessings. Then this woman began filling the jars with oil. And I'm still using this oil with the five gallons of jars, the five gallons of, of, of um, vessels. Let me remind you once again, oil only flows when it is poured. You cannot have this oil in this jar unless you pour it. You can cry over it. You can pray over it. You can wish over it. But until you pour it, it will remain in this same jar. If the enemy can't take your oil, he will try to get you from stop pouring. My brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you this morning that we all have a measure of oil in our lives that we need to pour into each other. And that is what our sisters are doing in Kenya. That is what our sister Karen and sister Ava are doing in Kenya and sister Anne right now. Pouring into the lives of women. And they're using what God has given them, the little oil that they have, and they're pouring into the empty jars so that they can become all. My brothers and sisters, I want you to shut the doors of your lives and shut your mouth sometimes. Ruth, yes, you too, because I'm just preaching to myself. Get into the confines of your bedroom, in your homes. That happens during COVID, because that is where the miracle begins. And I can attest to that, because during COVID, God provided me with a husband, Reverend Donald Bowles. Is the online. <laughs> so I'm telling you, I shut the door. I prayed. 
And I am a testament that God provides. It was during COVID when everybody was shut down inside. You couldn't meet anybody, but God provides. Isn't he wonderful? Isn't he mighty? Clap your hands and say, God will provide for me. Hit yourself. God will provide. And I'm saying, I want you to shut the confines of your door. Yes, shut them. And a great miracle will occur. Shut the door of your pride. Shut the door of your will. It's not just a literal door. I'm telling you to shut the door of certain things in your life. Shut the door of your own, your own opinions. Because the Bible says, trust in the Lord. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, with all your heart. And lean not on your own opinions. Lean not on your own understanding. Shut the door of worry, Ruth. Speaking to myself. Shut the door of lack and shut the door of pain. Shut the door of fears. My brothers and sisters, we need to shut doors in our lives so we can get the blessing. Because the oil is the Holy Spirit that is, that is in our lives. The more you pour, the more it will flow. She started pouring. And the sons in, were involved in, the, in this miracle. But the greatest miracle was what God did. Elijah was a man of God. But it was God that provided this miracle. It was God that gave her this miracle. It reminded me of his first miracle when he turned water into wine. It was water and he turned it to wine. And I'm saying to you this morning, the more you pour, the more it will flow. Keep on telling yourself, the more you pour into people's lives, the more you pour into the orphans and the widows, God will bless you. Stop being selfish and start pouring. God wants us to pour out our praise because it is his breath in your lungs. Keep praising, keep praying, regardless of what is happening. Regardless of what is happening. Because sometimes you become weary. And you say, Lord, I'm tired. But it's when you're tired, that's when he shows up. That's when the king of kings shows up. We tend to think, I will pour more when I get more. But that's not the ways of the kingdom. You pour when you don't have. You pour when you have the little. Encourage someone when you don't feel like it. Pray with someone when you don't feel like it. The more you pray, the more you will receive. The more you pour, the more you will receive. Sometimes it becomes difficult when you're at your lowest to pour into somebody's life. Sometimes it is difficult when you have to give when you don't have. But look at the widow that she gave her might. God looks at what you give out of. Give out of nothing and he will bless you. Give out to Kenya and he will bless you. Give to the tanks and he will bless you. Give to the Bible. That's only costs $15 and to feed the people in Kenya and he will bless. Give out of your lack, my brothers and sisters. I'm imploring you this morning to give out of your lack. Remember, remember, the more you pour, the more you will receive. And while you're pouring, Remember to shut the door because what you pour in private, no one is looking, 
God will bless you publicly. I repeat this for free. What you pour in private, God will bless you publicly. So when you give something privately, when you give the millions or the thousand to Kenya, nobody else doesn't have to know, but God knows, and he will bless you publicly. When you are desperate, God will come through for you. This woman was desperate. She cried out to Elijah. Desperation brings miracle. You have to get desperate enough to get into a place. You have to say, I have nothing to lose but to trust God. It is your nothingness. It is your nothingness, Arnes. It is your nothingness, Onisia, that attracts God. It is your void. It is your vacuum. It is the abyss of, your, of the need in your life. It is the lowest part of your life that attracts God. It's not your beauty, Ruth. It's not your handsomeness, Stephen. It's not your degrees. It's not your money. It's not your Louis Vuitton bag or Hermes bag. It's not your car. It's not your Tesla, your Mercedes, your BMW that attracts God. It's your void. Somewhere deep in your soul, you've got to be empty enough. You've got to be empty enough. And I'm speaking to myself. You've got to be empty enough to have a faith experience. And are we empty enough? You have to be vulnerable enough to have this faith experience with God and to get God's attention. God had the widow attention. The oil kept flowing. The oil kept flowing. And it's a little amount of oil. Could be this amount when the vessels were empty. Your oil can only flow when you're empty. You cannot come filled with your pride and what you have achieved. God cannot bless that. He likes when you come empty. He went to that cross. Empty. He stretched forth his hand just for us. He emptied himself. Gave up himself of no reputation just for you and I. Make sure that you're empty and ready for God to pour because he can't fill. I'm just repeating it, that which is already full. God value vessels, but everybody else value the content of the vessel. Did you get that? We value the content, what it is, that is it. But God values the vessel. So come before him empty in order to get your miracle. Your vessel must be empty. You must be, you must be empty to be eligible. We're living today in the times of tough times. It is tough. And everything we're seeing is, is contrary to what we might want to believe because we're seeing war, rumors of war, earthquake, a pandemic. But God is saying, I want you to be empty. Empty yourself of the worry and come to me and I will fill you up. There's a difference between empty and tired. And of course, the other day I was teaching and I was very tired because now that we're back face to face, Sister Tashina can attest to it. It's tiring. You have the 22 children in front of you. You have to be doctor, lawyer, Indian chief. 
You have to be a psychiatrist. You have to be constantly tired. You have to be constantly talking. So I was constantly tired. However, was I empty? I had to get empty before God so he could fill me up. Because tiredness, you will get over it. But emptiness lingers. When you get sleep, you will feel better. But if you're empty, sleep will not resolve the emptiness. Are you understanding? God values you the most when you're empty, not when you're overflowing. When he formed man, when he formed Adam, he was empty. He formed him from the dust of the earth. He formed an empty vessel so he could breathe into him the breath of life and he became a living soul. So God worked with an empty vessel to become something that he wanted him to become. My brothers and sisters, come empty. Touch yourself on this platform and say, come empty, come empty, come empty. Paul reminds us also in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7 that we have this treasure in earthen vessel. And that's who we are, the earthen vessel that the excellence of the power may be of God and not from us. This power that is not from us. We are the vessel that he uses. This earthen vessel, your God's chosen vessel, royal priesthood, that you may proclaim the praise of him who called you out of darkness into marvelous light. My brothers and sisters, I'm imploring you, come empty. Come humble. God will come through and he will, he will overflow. Come empty. Come humble. Humility is what God is after. He resists us the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. God is saying to us this morning, he's saying to all of us on this platform, I don't even want you to break even. I want you to break and bring and break into overflow, not just even. Let me remind you this morning, whatever you're going through, whatever you need to bring to the master Jesus, withholding nothing, like the widow, bring it to him. If you come empty, Jesus is saying, I will bring you into overflow. And that's where we want to be. You know, for too long, some of us have been living in deficit. Do live in deficit. Maybe you are not, but I have experienced it. We are, we, are, we are living in deficit emotionally, spiritually, relationally, financially. Deficit comes in many ways and forms. But if you are that empty vessel today and you have come to the end of yourself, you're starting at the right place. God will supply. He said, I will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory, not yours, but his. So I want you to see yourself as a vessel that God is ready to fill. And when the vessels are ready, the oil will flow. Once again, I repeat, when the vessels are ready, the oil will flow. 
And it's a good place when you also feel empty, when you also feel you're not enough. It is good when you know that, because that is when Master Jesus steps in and said, I am the I am that I am. I am the Alpha and the Omega. And I can change your nothingness into something great. I can change you from a zero to a hero. Only through him. If you're not empty enough, the oil will not flow. When you become empty, your oil will flow. And when all your debt is paid, you will have enough to live your life for the rest of your days. So my brothers and sisters, I'm asking you to be a vessel of honor to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This woman followed instructions and as she follows instructions, she moved in faith. It's obedience that brings the blessing. It's the faith in God that will see you through. But sometimes we disobey and we miss out on God's blessing. She followed the prophet's instructions and she went and she got the jars with her son. Her neighbors got involved in her miracle, but only her son, her two boys and herself witnessed that in the room as she poured the oil. God wants to bless some people on this platform this morning. But what is your vessel saying? Is it empty or is it full? He cannot bless a full vessel. God wants to bring us from hand to mouth. He wants to bring us from paycheck to paycheck. He wants to bring us from only paying our bills with the money that we have. He wants to take us into the supernatural reverent boat to an overflow. So that when our bills are paid, we still have enough to overflow. That's what God wants. But it calls for obedience and faith in him. Like this widow. And God also wants us to bring us into rest as I come to a close. No, not really. I thought I was. <laughs> but I will. I will wrap this up soon. But I'm just saying to you, make me a vessel of honor. There's a song that goes like that. God wants to bring us into rest. And the rest that I'm talking about is to rest in his promises. To rest in his word. To rest in his truth. And we have to learn to rest in this crazy world and live and live the life of the rock of ages. Hide me the rock of ages, in the rock of ages and in the word of God. We need to tap into the secret of unlocking the overflow. And how do we tap into the secret of locking the overflow? We spend time in prayer. We spend time in fasting. And we have to read the word. I cannot overemphasize that. For us to get into that supernatural, where everything else around us is going crazy, but we know whose we are. But we can only do this through prayer and fasting and through God's word. So for you to tap into his grace and his mercy and his love, that's what you have to keep on doing. And I will tell you this, that God will shake up your plans, your ideas, your opinions until you come empty. When I see you empty, says the Lord, 
I will fill your jar to overflow. When I see you empty, Ava, when I see you empty, Onisia, when I see you empty, um, Sean, I will fill your jar to overflow. He does the filling, not you. And I will do amazing things in your life. Things that eyes have not seen or ears have heard what he will do in your life. My, my brothers and sisters, my prayer for us all and my prayer for myself. If we think we are in need, then we need to shut the door. The widow didn't go to the neighbors first. She was instructed. I'm sure she stayed in until she, she went to Elisha, the prophet. She went, she, she, she went for counseling from him and strategic points to, to, to deal with her situation. If you are a woman or a man of God on this platform this morning, there is oil in your house. I want you to see yourself as vessels that are ready to be filled. There is the oil in your house, but the vessel must be ready. The vessel must be ready. And when the vessels are ready, the oil will flow. Once again, when the vessels are ready, the oil will flow. My brothers and sisters, in closing, I really want you to think about your vessel. Think about the oil. I want us really to let God use us in a mighty way. You know, and as I lift my hands to him, I, and I want you right now even just to lift your hands towards heaven and forget about everybody else around you. And let us shut the door for a moment. Shut the door for a moment. Come before God in honesty and in sincerity. And for one minute, as you lift your hands towards him, ask him and ask him to fill your vessel. My brothers and nobody else looking and your hands are lifted up. I'm asking you in all honesty and in sincerity, like this woman did with the prophet. She knew where to go first. She went to the prophet, but we need to go to God. If we seek the kingdom first, the all will be added, Matthew 6, verse 33. But when we run around and have everybody else involved, I'm not saying you can't do that. She did that, but she, we need to go to the source. And the source is the Elohim. My brothers and sisters, God wants to bless us. You know, he wants to bless us in a mighty way. And we have a lot of reason to be grateful. And we should have everybody that is going through a season in their lives. God is giving us strength to endure during this time. Our Father wants our minds to be renewed. Overthink, think, think, overthink what you used to think, or don't think on what the things that are normal to you. 
We want to thank him for the oil of the Holy Spirit. We want to apologize for complaining, complaining and comparing, which I do. The Lord, we're sorry for complaining and comparing. Because sometimes we see others that, the, that he supplies the oil to. But we come to him today in humility of spirit, declaring that what you have given is all that you require. All that he has given you is all that you require. There are a few lessons that I've learned and as I close from this woman, from this widow, that I have learned and I just want to impart to you. And then we're going to prayer and let God do his work. But there are five lessons that I've learned. When you're in trouble, seek godly wisdom. That's lesson number one. Use what you have to get what you need. Use what is in your house. Use what is in your hand. Use what God has given you to get what you need. So where you want to go. So into Kenya, if you want to get to Kenya. So into marriages, if you want to get married. So into children's lives, if you want children. So. In the midst of her own problem, she was a solution. God allowed supernatural abundance, resources, and provision, and turned her biggest misery into her greatest miracle. And he will do the same for you. So in the midst of her problem, God gave her a supernatural solution and turned her mis misery into her greatest miracle. What a God we serve. He comes to you when you're empty. He comes to you when you're desperate. He comes to you when you're at your lowest. And the widow became a distribution channel for the kingdom with just a small jar of oil. I don't know if you want me to repeat them, but you'll get it on mix on sound. But my brothers and sisters, be encouraged. In your weakness, you will find strength. I want to thank you for listening to me this morning. And I want to close this message. And I want you to declare that you are the source, that God is the source of our strength. And I want him to fill us up to overflow. And the only way that he can fill us up, if we empty ourselves of our concern, he will step in. I want to thank you for listening. And I hope that for this week, we will remember the widow that went with her oil and got hundreds of jars because she recognized that she needed help from the greater one, which is God himself. So Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, it's not by might, it's not by power, it's by your Holy Spirit. I ask that each and every one of us on this line will be a vessel of honor, a vessel that can be used by you, a vessel that will be empty so you can keep pouring into our lives so we can overflow. I speak a blessing over each and every one of us on this channel, all on Mixelar, that God, you will provide in a mighty way that they will know that the oil that they have is enough because you will use whatever you have for your glory 
and for your fame. I give you praise and I give you honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Over to you, Tamar. Thank you, Sister Ruth. Thank you so much for this timely message. So it's timely reminder. Um, as you were speaking, <laughs> I just remember the scripture um, I read this morning and I, I said, oh my gosh, what, what confirmation, what confirmation. So thank you so much. Thank you for reminding us that God is our source, for reminding us that we need to trust him. And as you say, we need to we need to seek godly wisdom and to sow into what we want, sow into where we want to go. So thank you so much. Uh, sis, I'm going to ask Sister Tashina to pray, and I'm not sure. She might also have a song with us. So she, I'm sorry, a song for us. So she might take us um, take us back into worship, but over to you, Sister Tashina. Okay. Um, I think I'll be, I'll be sharing a song with us, but I think it's Reverend Bolt who will Pray. Yes, <laughs> correct. Yes. Um, and thank you, Sister Road, for that uh, message. It was um, you allow the Spirit to use you, and what you what He used you to say to us this morning is directly from the manual. This the manual, directly from the manual. Um, follow His instruction. Empty yourself of yourself and let him fill you. When he comes to us and we are strong, he leaves until we are weak, then he comes back. Empty yourself of yourself and let him fill you. Following the word of God is imperative. Recently, I was having devotion and the Holy Spirit said to me when you are praying pray my word pray my word go get the five, six by five card whatever they are and find the scriptures and healing find the scriptures and blessing financial blessings find the scriptures and mercy and write them down and memorize them and when you pray pray my word the word has power if we follow his instruction. But the thing with God's people is this. Listen carefully. One minute, we are following the, the instruction of the kingdom of God. And the next minute, we are following the instruction of the kingdom of this world. No consistency. So we can't see the supernatural because we're not consistent. He says, follow the instructions of my kingdom and you will see the miracles in your life. So um, the, the message is imperative this morning that we listen carefully and come before him empty so that he can fill us with the wisdom of the kingdom. That's what he wants to do. So I thank you, Sister Ruth, for allowing you to use you this morning to bring forth the jewel of his word. I thank you. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for Ruth, my wife. Lord, I pray that you will continue to to, to impart your wisdom and your understanding to her as she seeks herself to empty herself of herself so that she can, she can be filled with the riches of the kingdom of God. 
Father, enrich her and let your anointing rest upon her, Lord, as you take her to her destiny and her purpose that you intend to take her. And we ask for her protection and her guidance as she follows your footsteps. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen.